Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Dharma. I am your host, Heather Love. I'm excited you're here. I'm doing a special eight-week series based on the teachings in The Book of Joy, authored by Douglas Abrams. This book has changed my life, and I wanted to share it with you. In 2015, good friends, His Holiness the Dalai Lama and Archbishop Desmond Tutu met in India over the course of a week to discuss the nature of joy and obstacles to reaching it. Together, they offered eight pillars of joy, which provide the foundation for lasting happiness. In this series, we'll break down each pillar in detail so that you will have the tools you need to find pure joy. I have highlighted so many passages in my copy of the book. I will talk about some of these highlights during the episodes, but would love for you to pick up your own copy and pick out your own favorite parts. Please join me in finding lasting happiness in a changing world. Pillar 4. Acceptance This is the last of four joy pillars that are qualities of the mind. The next four pillars are qualities of the heart. Last week, we talked about humor and how it is essential to live a joyful life. We talked about how children laugh up to 400 times a day, but as adults, we only laugh 17 times a day. I told you about what happens in our lives that causes this change and gave you some ideas on how to stop taking everything so seriously. If you haven't given it a listen yet, I invite you to check it out. Let's move on to acceptance. The title of this chapter of the book says it all. Acceptance, the only place where change can begin. The basic premise of this chapter is to accept your current reality without wishing it was different. This is a necessary step if you are considering changing anything. You get to be aware of what is and accept it as it is so that you can evaluate next steps. Sometimes life can be imperfect or painful or just not what we want. I want to make it very clear up front in this chapter and anything I say in this episode is not talking about accepting anything or anyone that is detrimental to your safety or well-being. I think there are far too many people, especially women, that make excuses for others' bad behavior as a way to convince themselves that it's okay to stay in situations that are genuinely not acceptable. If that's where you find yourself, I encourage you to seek help from someone you trust or a professional. Today, we're really talking about the kind of acceptance that is loving in nature and moves you forward in a positive overall direction for your life. The Archbishop says, we cannot succeed by denying what exists. I love this so much because it really speaks to how so many of us humans deal with things. We bury our head in the sand and hope that things just magically change and end up different. Or we let our brains go to town with all the things and people and circumstances that should be different, never really getting to a place of acceptance for what is. But I have news for you. The more you should all over yourself and others, the less you are in a state of acceptance. 
Try to remove the word should from your vocabulary and you'll realize how often you use it. It's an interesting experiment. I know I have talked about control before, and I promise that this will not be the last time, but the more you have expected outcomes for anything or anyone you are trying to control. Releasing the attachment to outcomes has been one of the things I have struggled with the most in my life. It is only in the last few years that I've really been doing the work that I've been able to become aware of my patterns and accept them which I had to do before I can even begin to take action on changing those patterns. Here's what I really want you to know. Once you release the need to control people, places, things, ideas, feelings, etc., you become free. The weight of the world comes off your shoulders as you realize it is not your responsibility to control anything. You can breathe easier. You have less anxiety and stress. Your shoulders no longer live up by your ears. You relax and know that everything is perfect. The universe makes sure of it. Nothing you do or say or think is going to change that in the long run. In this chapter, the Archbishop also talks about not trying to escape the frustrations and hardships in your life, but to figure out how to use them as something positive. The Dalai Lama says that stress and anxiety come from our expectations of how life should be. There's that word again, should. When we accept life for what it is, We can begin to decide how we will work with that energy instead of digging our heels in and fighting it. You can begin to go with the current instead of against it. As the author says in the book, so many cases of suffering come from our reacting to people, places, things, and circumstances in our lives rather than accepting them. This is part of why I love meditation so much. It really is a practice of just noticing. It's being present and seeing what's there and not attaching it to a story. Let's briefly talk about judgment because this ties into control and acceptance. First of all, one important lesson I learned a long time ago is that judging others has nothing to do with them and everything to do with you. Consider for a moment that when you judge others, that you are doing it because of how you perceive the world. And again, with this word, how things should be, and not from a place of what that person's journey is about. I fully believe that we have all made soul contracts before we incarnated in our bodies, and we signed up to learn certain lessons while we are on earth. Who are you to tell anyone else what their lives should be when you have no idea what soul contracts they agreed to? Your judgments are yours to have and you get to keep them. But think about whether or not they are really serving you in the grand scheme of things. I have found judgment to bring me anxiety, depression, stress, and criticism to name a few. Think about how shitty it feels when someone makes judgments about you. Whether they know you or not, they feel like they know how you should be living your life better than you do. Not a great feeling, right? So why would you do that to someone else? I know many people are well-intentioned when projecting their beliefs onto others. However, I also know that no matter what your intentions, your judgments are not beneficial, ever. 
when you accept people for who they are, it is really the most beautiful gift you can give them and yourself. If you stop trying to change someone into who you think you want them to be, you open up the space to love them unconditionally. Their flaws may not be flaws. Their imperfections may not be imperfect. Their bad habits may not be so bad. How you label something is truly just your own way of defining the world as you know it. For the longest time, I thought I knew what unconditional love was. But it wasn't until I really got this lesson that I could not only feel it, but also give it freely to others. There is nothing more rewarding than accepting and loving someone for exactly where they are at in their lives without the expectation of trying to change them. I made that mistake a lot in my life, and that's okay because it was one of the lessons that I needed to learn. And now I know that I never want to love someone conditionally ever again. I accept people as they are and the journey they are on now. That doesn't mean that every person has to be a part of my life. I can still appreciate them and their journey and choose to go on my own way. That's the power of free will. In this chapter, they also talk a little bit about goals and the desire to change. It does seem to be a bit of a paradox to accept things as they are, but then also want to achieve something more or different. I've heard Wayne Dyer and Gabby Bernstein talk about this topic a lot. It's not that you can't have goals or want to change something about your life. It's about acknowledging where you are and then, yes, go ahead and dream big. And then release the how that's going to happen and release the outcome of it even happening at all. The goal isn't really about your ability to attain it. It's about releasing how you think you're going to get there. Letting go of the how and the when and what it will look like is really the essence of acceptance. You still get to have goals, but understanding that there are many factors involved in that goal, most of which you don't have control over, is key to whether or not you achieve quote-unquote success. There are countless stories out there where people don't get what they think they wanted and it ended up being the best thing for them. Like the Garth Brooks song, Thank God for Unanswered Prayers. Do your best to not focus on the result and there will be times that you are pleasantly surprised where you end up with what is even better than you could have imagined. I love this quote from the end of this chapter. When we accept what is happening now, we can be curious about what might happen next. Until next time, when we talk about joy pillar number five, forgiveness, thank you for listening and have a magical day. If you're looking to deepen your own personal development, I'm excited to announce a new Facebook group where you can meet like-minded people who are also interested in living their best lives. As important as I knew community was, I really struggled to find people that got me in a way that I longed to be understood for as long as I could remember. So a few of my friends and I created this free community so you no longer feel alone on your journey. 
We are a group of coaches who decided to come together to provide perspective from all areas of life so that you can decide what works best for you. It is a safe space for you to show up as your authentic self and connect with others as they do the same. Join us in the Best Days Ahead community on Facebook by clicking on the link in the show notes or in my Instagram bio. See you in there.